It's not an old person's disease. Stroke is the leading cause of long-term disability with the number one factor being high blood pressure. 122 million people ages 20 and up deal with high blood pressure, while 795,000 people suffer a stroke each and every year. Hey, you guys, it's Coach Taylor here with the Taylor Training Podcast, where we'll be discussing any and everything related to health and wellness. Today is meant, well, this month is mental health awareness, but it's also stroke awareness month today, something near and dear to my heart. So today we're going to be discussing a little bit of life after a stroke more specifically what exercises you can do after rehab ends because insurance only pays for so long with a cheap ass hey you guys i know it's getting good but i wanted to interrupt this podcast really quick just a reminder that every sunday until june 11 2023 we will be hosting our stretch class at 946 Goss Avenue, 40217 Louisville, Kentucky. Stop by if you are in the Louisville area. Clinical settings don't last forever. Everything must come to an end at some point. I know it's very cliche, but it's true. As a stroke survivor, you're very dependent on your insurance paying for your attendance at a rehabilitation facility. And most times they pay for your transportation as well. But that can be an issue as well. It may, you know, I may have, I may have been young when I, when I had my stroke, but I saw the hardship my mother had to endure with trying to get me back and forth to physical therapy while having two other children. You know, I was one of three. And as I'm writing this down, I've had my very own experience when my dad had his stroke and I was trying to get him back and forth to rehab. There are millions of people in need of physical rehab, not just for stroke, for other uh, reasons as well. ACL, uh, surgery, whatever, what may have you. And, you know, there's only so many spots for intake of new patients. And some of these individuals who experience such trauma may only have a small circle, you know, to rely on to get them back and forth to their doctor's appointments. When you suffer something as traumatic as a brain injury and live to survive it, your life is filled with nothing but rehab. Everyday tasks become exercise. Getting dressed, combing your hair, brushing your teeth, washing your ass transporting yourself feeding yourself all become tasks that require calculations and thoughts of how the hell am i going to get this done the clinical setting for most patients lasts about six months to a year well at least that's what research has shown to be the most beneficial for an individual uh, if they start their rehab program within the first year of their stroke they're more likely to regain more function of their ability than an individual who waits i tried to make sure to get my dad into physical therapy as quickly as possible because of my own experience i believe if i had been more cooperative as a child well i was only as cooperative as i could be as a child 
But if I had more of the mindset, the more more of the adult mindset that I have now, my physical therapy would have ended with me being further along in my mobility than I was back then. So there has to be a willing participant there as well. Then you have to have access to the facility. Then you have to have the transportation to get you back and forth. So it's a lot of variables in that when it comes to getting to rehab after your stroke, getting the necessary rehab that you need after a stroke. Um, Getting physically active is very important. Uh, you know, physical activity can encompass exercise because physical activity is anything that you do with your body. Uh, while exercise is an activity requiring physical effort carried out to sustain or improve health and fitness, a process or activity carried out for a specific purpose, especially one concerned with a specific area or skill. Um, so, you know, training for a sport that, you know, you put in exercise, bodybuilding, exercise, um, you know, you're trying to lose weight, you're going to do exercise. So that's to maintain or to improve a specific area of your health and fitness specifically. Whereas like, you know, just going out playing recreational sports is physical activity, you know, linking up with your friends and going to the basketball court or throwing a football around and that's physical activity. It's not necessarily exercise. Um, now, uh, exercises benefit a stroke survivor. Um, like most everyone else, you know, it keeps you moving, keeps you going. You build strength. You know, most of us are kinesthetic learners. We learn by doing so the more movement that a stroke survivor can participate in, the brain is either going to work to open up old gateways, old neuropathic passageways, or it's going to try to create new ones, also known as neuroplasticity. I don't see a lot of resources from an African-American perspective that speak to me as a young stroke survivor. Most of the publications are from people who never even experienced a stroke. They've been on the other side of stroke. So they witnessed people um, have strokes or they've been the people that um, operated like the doctors. Like most, most of the publications that I've seen or that try to speak about stroke are from white male doctors. So I wanted to make sure that I share with with you or with as many people as I can all the alternative exercises and physical activities that can be done outside of the clinical setting when those sessions come to an end and these are some things that you can find a way to really do at home um you know hopefully you have that family that support group around you that can also help you do these things as well so First off, become familiar with what effects have occurred due to your stroke. For instance, I deal with a lot of tone and spasticity. So spasms, muscles being like really tight. So stretching became essential to my recovery, i.e. why I fell in love with yoga. Then personally, um, I bought an e-stem machine. That's an electrical muscular stimulator. 
and I did that because uh, we all deal with some lack of neuromuscular control and um, that stimulation it tuckers out the muscle but it also builds helps build the muscle up and then if you're working with it you can also uh, find a way to get a muscle mind mind muscle control connection between the brain and the muscle um, now I've always been active so going to the gym and being outside is therapy to me of its own uh, you know growing up <laughs> being in the house was a punishment <laughs> So uh, I, I do enjoy going to the gym and being outside uh, for to do exercises. So these are the exercises or physical activities that I've seen to help me the most. If you guys need me to elaborate on more um, or if you need modifications, please reach out. I'll as always, I'll leave my information at the end of this podcast recording. So please reach out if you need more information. Um, but first, uh, recumbent bike. I started off on the recumbent bike and the elliptical. So cardio. Uh, I love the elliptical because it actually helps work with balance. Um, especially when you let go and stop holding on to the handles. Uh, you really have to use your core and balance yourself in space while you're trying to pedal Uh, massage and yoga again to loosen up the the muscles because i deal with spasticity and tone Uh, scap squeezes aka band pulls uh, uh, with my stroke my shoulder was starting to fall forward Uh, so well a lot of people deal with this period but just having weak shoulders because of posture so scap squeezes, band pulls help. Gluteal bridges, because you gotta have, the butt is the powerhouse. So you wanna have strong butt, a strong butt. Hamstring curls, because while walking, hamstrings help you to lift your foot back to your butt as you walk or run. Walk or run. Neck stretches, again, to loosen things up around the neck and in the traps knee ups to work the hip flexors three weight leg lifts internal external rotation of the shoulder doorway stretch uh, for the pec bicep massage now this is a funny story in my opinion this is funny so coming up growing up everybody I've always had I don't know how the hell this happened but I've always had biceps right (laughs) So my right bicep has always been more toned than my left one. Now my stroke happened on my right side. So people have always marveled at my right bicep because of how big it is. And now that I'm older and I understand what it is that I was dealing with behind the scenes, I'm like, this is nothing to marvel at well it 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 is now because a lot of that tone has come down i've gotten a lot of it out so what you see to what i see today is a lot more me and the work that i've put in than the the spasms and the the tone that i've had to deal with 
growing up so i find that funny i'm like why y'all marveling at this unhealthy ass muscle it's not healthy <laughs> but that that's funny to me uh doing finger spreads so stretching out um again the hand you know you don't have that neuromuscular control of the fingers um small motor movement fine motor movement in my opinion uh for most stroke survivors is something that uh is hard to deal with so finger spreads uh trying to use the hands as much as possible uh with that comes you know your wrist flexion and extension so just moving the the wrist and hands around clams is something similar to working uh the lateral the outside of the 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 outside of the, the legs, getting the glutes, uh, calf raises, sit to stand, something similar to a squat. Sometimes, you know, when you're starting off, you don't have the, the balance or the strength to really do a squat. So you need something under you to kind of um, give you um, to give you a, a sense of security so that you if you do fall you have somewhere to land other than the floor um and then with that balance piece i purchased a balance board um and i love this balance board it has helped so much it's helped with the uh balance but it's also helped with the strength of my feet um and uh helping to unlock a lot of the toes the use of my toes so I know that that's a lot. That's a lot of exercises. Shit, it's a whole workout. But please, please, please take what you need. And hopefully this helps someone out there because I'd love to have run into someone like myself, especially when I was going through this in the early stages, in the beginning stages of my stroke after rehab. Uh, but hey, things happen. I'm where I'm I'm exactly where I need to be hopefully you guys are too because that means you are listening to this podcast and you made it all the way through to the end can I get an amen yes (laughs) no I'm just playing but I thank you all if you did make it to the end I thank you thank you thank you thank you for tuning in to the Taylor Trainer podcast you can find us at taylortrainingcoaching.com. Give us a follow on Instagram at taylortraining and on Twitter at E underscore I underscore motivation. We also have a Facebook group called Taylor Training Coaching. Be sure to join the group for exclusive content posted nowhere else. And please subscribe to our YouTube channel, Taylor Training Media. I'm Coach Taylor. As always, everything is motivation, love, light, and peace, y'all. Y'all have a blessed one. Hey!